having confidence is a huge thing. I feel like even if you don't have it, like, take it till you make it. Because if you show that you're a confident woman, like, out on the job site, that you, you belong there, I feel like it's kind of a game changer. Welcome back to Women at Work, a podcast celebrating the vast experiences women can have in the residential construction industry, along with the unique skills and approaches each woman brings to her role. Hi, I'm Caroline Broderick, your co-host of work and the associate editor for ProBuilder. Remember, if you like what you're hearing and want us to keep putting out new episodes, it would help us a lot if you'd leave a rating and review wherever else you get your podcasts. Even a short review helps show support for women builders, designers, and business managers who are crushing it at work and beyond. My name is Jacqueline Granacy. I am a partner and interior designer at Sublime Homes. We are a design build firm in St. John, Indiana. Jackie Granacy and her brother grew up on the job site with her dad. She says construction is something she's always been around, but when she wanted to pursue her own career in design, she never expected to end up in construction, despite her upbringing. Now, her design skills and choice to carve her own path has brought her to where she is today, a partner of Sublime Homes, a semi-custom and a custom home-building company run by Granacy, her brother, and cousin. She brings in a tremendous amount of value thanks to her design education and work background, giving the company an edge above the competition. You worked with your brother at his first home building company, from what I understand. And then from there, you went off on your own design journey. So could you tell me, was that a difficult decision for you? And why or why not? I always wanted more. Like, I feel like, and every, everybody should, right? Like, don't be stagnant. Like, and I'm so like, blessed that I did push myself because I pushed myself on so many different like, career paths with a design degree. Like, I did, like, staging for, like, uh, real estate. I worked for, like, this, like, apartment showroom at one point. Then I did, like, high-end kitchens and bath designs. But, like, all those little adventures, I feel like, just formed me into the person I am today. Like, I don't look back at it as, like, education that kind of molded me into the designer I am today. When you kind of came back to this residential construction side, did you, from the get-go, notice any really big differences from when it came to working in a design firm and then working in the home building industry? It was just like, I, builders are just so set doing things, I guess, like the same way over and over again. Like there's not much innovation in the industry. So like right away, it's like, man, there are so many opportunities. Like there are so many opportunities to like, not, let's just not build a house, not take a stock plan and build it. Like, let's design it. Like, let's change some of these architectural features. Let's promote that you have a designer. You know, like, I felt like that really changed the game for Michael because, like, he was so used to doing it the same way for so many years. And then me coming back with all this game experience under my belt, I think, opened his eyes. So, like, we could do this, like, we could go with this so many different ways and be forward and be more progressive. And I feel like it just kind of set Sublime apart and still is to this day. If you were to give, let's say, maybe a few tips or suggestions to other home builders when it comes to, you know, being more innovative, shaking things up when, you know, maybe it comes to design, um, are there any tips that you might have for people in that situation? I definitely will say, like, think outside the box. 
And, like, don't be fearful. I feel like a lot of, like, businesses kind of stay stagnant because they're scared of, like, the unknowns. I feel like you have to make a risk in this business to get noticed because there are so many competitors. There's so many other builders in the neighborhood. So it's, like, what's going to make you stand out? So I would always just, like, suggest, like, we're always kind of looking into, like, continuing education, um, subscribing to, like, like builder magazines or design magazines, like, making sure you're on top of, like, the latest trends or what's going on as far as, like, the communities around you. I feel like you should always be wanting to get better, where I feel like that's where a lot of people, like, suffer is, like, they're not really trying to get better. They just stay at the same level and, like, they hope that they're the phone's going to be ringing, but they're not doing anything different. They're not marketing different. They're not doing anything different to get those, like, new sales and get that activity. So I guess, like, in general, it's just, like, always trying to uh, better yourself and better your company. How do you personally go about staying on top of those trends? That's funny. Um, So... I kind of joke around with my brother that I, like, see the future because I feel like I'm always ahead of, like, design trends, and it usually, like, scares them. He'll, like, lose sleep over <laughs> it. Like, there's definitely been projects in the past where him and, like, my other partner have lost slept over it. Like, you're crazy. You're going to put us out of business. But, like, looking back, like, now he's learned. He's like, you know what, I just let you do whatever you're going to do because I know, like, I trust you now. Like, it'll come out great. But I definitely think as far as, like, trends go, you got to be careful because um, trends will always come and go. They are always changing, and I wouldn't get, like, so caught up with them. I feel like we have a lot of clientele that is always like, oh, I don't want this to be too trendy. I want this to be classic. And I think that they're 100% right. Like, you don't want to design anything that's going to be too trendy and invest all that money and then it's dated in a few years. But I do think it's important that you stay on top of it because then it kind of shows your consumers that you are, like, progressive and you are fashion forward and you do know, like, the next coolest thing. And people want to see that as a consumer. They don't want to see that you're going to be doing the same house over and over again. They want to see that you are creative and that you can bring that knowledge to the table. Great ways to kind of researching trends is just like House. House is a great, you know, design app or getting subscriptions to design magazines or even just like the products magazines, like seeing what's the latest and greatest product. Um, There's so many different ways to keep up with trends nowadays, like webinars or technology. You can just go on like Instagram and scroll your feed and you can see like, oh, this is what other people are doing. It's obviously different because your brother is a home builder in this situation, but how do you go about making the home builder comfortable with some innovative suggestions? Yeah, that is tough because being we're a family-owned business, I feel like we already have that level of trust just being family. But, like, if he wasn't family, it would be a lot more selling. And I almost feel like he would probably push back. And if that was the case, I don't think Sublime would be who we are today. So, to me, like, what, you know, with risk, there's always reward. I kind of feel like I would fall back on that. If you're not taking those risks, how are you ever going to make those gains? 
like back in 2016, I did a project which was all like black and brass, which now is like trendy. But like I did this like four years ago when it really wasn't heard of. And it wasn't everybody's favorite. Like people, there was a lot of negative comments. Um, you know, it was a hard one to swallow to hear that and get that feedback. But it also, I felt like kind of like what they say with marketing, like you kind of take any press, any press is good press. And I felt like it put us, it started to put us off the map because people remembered our model homes. Like they would leave and be like, oh, that house with the brass and the black. So like, I feel like the risks are always, you know, like there's always more reward than not taking that risk. If mm-hmm. I just did another basic model, I don't foresee that we would have had people walking out and remembering our homes, remembering sublime homes. I think there's something to say with that as far as like a marketing standpoint, like branding. And also like from a consumer's perspective, I feel like they want to see that. Like a lot of consumers are so scared to take those risks. Because we're all like creatures of comfort. We don't want to put these bold finishes in. We don't want to be the first one that does it. But when I feel like you see your home builder is doing that and you're seeing it staged in a model, it gives that consumer confidence to maybe take those chances. So I think it's very important to take those risks and to like incorporate trends. Because it's like, if you're not doing it, I feel like nobody's going to do it. Like they need a leader. From what I understand, Sublime Homes opened up in 2011, but you ultimately joined in 2014. So what was that decision like for you to begin working with your brother again? So, like, to see my brother go back into what he was so passionate about was, like, I was beyond thrilled. And at that point, I was kind of helping him do design work remotely um, from the West Coast. And things just kind of played out where, you know, I just started thinking, like, is this what I want to do? Do I want to live on the West Coast away from my family? And all that stuff kind of came to mind. And I made the decision to move back home. And when I did, I was kind of working more as, like, an independent contractor for Mike and Brandon, just kind of doing 1099 design work. And from that point on, I did kind of dabble with some other interior design projects, like in Chicago and in the suburbs. And I kind of was just like, you know what, I'm just going to do this on my own. I'll pick up a few clients. That was my mindset at that point. But then I did a few homes with Sublime, and I feel like what I brought to the table set Sublime apart where kind of like Mike was getting inquiries about like, we want to meet your designer and we love the designs of your homes. So I think like from that point, like Mike and Brandon saw how much value that I brought to Sublime. And from that point, they decided to, they, you know, to make me a partner and I a hundred percent took them up on that offer. If you had to pick maybe one or two of the largest negatives of being a woman in the industry, Could you talk to me about those and maybe some ways over the years you have learned to kind of handle those negatives? Some, like, negatives I've experienced is just, like, kind of mentioning, like, having to prove my credentials, having to prove that I knew what I was doing, that I knew construction, that I knew molding names, um, that I knew how to use a tape measure. Like, a lot of ridiculous things like that where it was constant, like, a battle. Um, almost like not giving me any respect, which I've learned, you know, 
you just have to keep on keep on showing them that you're there for a reason, right? Like I was invited to this room for a reason, and like I had a responsibility to do my job and do it right. And over time, I feel like I was like like the respect was earned, but it definitely took time. Thank you to Jackie for joining me on the podcast and sharing your experiences. Links to Sublime Homes will be in the episode show notes. And thank you all for listening. If you can, consider taking a few moments to rate and review our show. Our next podcast will feature another woman leaving her mark on the industry. Until then, follow us on social and keep the work up.